Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. Have you ever been at a point in your life, Rick, where you had no hope? I mean, no hope. Yes, I have. It was a very rough time, and I don't want to get to the specifics, but I can tell you kind of my mindset was very rough, very depressed, very down, and I've probably mentioned it here before, but during that season, it was almost like the, the, the recurring thought was, I am probably worth more to my family gone, dead, than I am here. So it probably makes more sense for me to just not be here anymore. Wow. And yeah. that, was, that, was, that, was, that was a tough season. I don't think I've ever been to the place of no hope, but I've, I've been depressed, but I've never been to the place of no hope. And I thank the Lord for that. Mm-hmm. In 1 Samuel chapter 5, we have an encounter, we have a story here of God's people being in a place of where's the hope. Mm-hmm. You want to pick up from there and tell yeah. me a little bit about so, the story? And kind we'll... of the, the summary here, as we pick up in, in chapter 5, it is right after the uh, Jews had gone into battle with the Philistines. And in that battle, their hopes were so high, they'd even brought the Ark of the Covenant into the, the area of this battle. And they had thought, you know, the Lord was on our side, there's nothing. You know, of course we have victory. And the complete opposite happens. They lose this battle. Their army is scattered and defeated, and lots of people die. Their high priest and his sons all die. Right? The, the, the sons die in the battlefield. The high priest dies when he hears about what's happened. And the worst part of all, the Ark of the Covenant is stolen. Their enemies have taken the Ark of the Covenant. To them, the very presence of God in their midst has been stolen by the enemy. If, I, if that's not a, a, a perfect representation of all is lost. I, I don't know if I could paint it better than that. I, and I just try, as I was reading this, I was trying to put my mind into the thought of what does the everyday Israelite think of what's going on at this time? And I just thought, despair. Our armies, our army is completely defeated. Mm-hmm. Our leadership is dead. Mm-hmm. Our religion is taken away. Our God is gone. Right. Not that they would worship him, but worship the ark. But the ark was kind of that symbolically the presence of God in their midst, you know. And that God was real and alive, and now that that's gone, yeah, from their midst. And He let us lose all this. We have, we are we're hopeless. We are in despair. There's nothing we can do. But while you're in the place of being without hope, God is still at work. Yeah, and that's what really struck me. And chapter five is where we pick up. We stop following the Israelites, and now in chapter five we're following the ark. And the ark is taken into the land of the Philistines, and they set up the ark, in, I believe, in the same room that they have their statue to their god Dagon. And I always thought this was an interesting story, because they put it in the temple, they set it off to the side, they probably know, don't think much of it, they go off to celebrate, and the next morning what happens? They come in and Dagon's statue's fallen down on its face. I love it. And I don't know if you want to think of that, this idea is like this, it's almost like this other god is down prostrate. Every knee shall bow. Before the, <laughs> before the, before the Lord. And they, I think, if I remember correctly, they pick up Dagon, set him back up, go back to sleep. Next morning they wake up, he's fallen down, but this time his head has come off the statue. And I don't know if that's a perfect story. 
there's no power in these other gods. There's one God, the king of all gods, you know? Not just his head, but his hands. Yes. Yeah, so... He can't think and he can't act. Yeah, there's nothing he can do, and you, we've cut off the head of the snake, it's, it's gone, you know? Um, so, a, a very interesting story. And then not, not only is there God laid down before the Ark of the Covenant, but then now the people, the very Philistines themselves are now accursed people. They have these tumors that start growing on them, um, and th- they don't know what to do. And I, 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 I think, it doesn't say anything, but I, so I'm just trying to m- build the story in my own head. This might be extra biblical or whatever. But in my mind, I'm thinking the Israelites don't know what's happening. They have no clue. They're still in this time of despair, and they're in, in their country. They still don't know what's going on. But unbeknownst to them, God is wreaking havoc in the land of their enemies. So much so that it says, I believe it says seven months later. And, you know, we know that you know, if, we, if we consider these numbers in the Bible, seven, this idea of completion. After seven months of God wreaking havoc in the land of the Philistines, and also seven months of these Jews feeling lost in despair, having lost their, their army and their, and their ark and their high priests, after seven months, the Philistines finally say, we have to send the ark back to the, to the Jews. The, the God of the Jews is destroying us. He, 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 we need to send him back, and here's what we'll do. Uh, we'll put the ark on this cart, and we're going to put these cows. And, yeah, and, now we're in chapter six. Yeah, now we're, by, by now we're in chapter six, but we're going to put the ark on the cow. On these cows, and, and inside the ark, we're also going to put gold. We we need to send some gold back. So they think, in their wisdom, we're going to make some tumors out of gold and rats out of gold, and 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 give it to them as gifts, and 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 send it on. And so we pick up the the Jews in despair in their country, not knowing what's happening. And now we have the ark of the covenant returning with no man driving this cart, and the cow or oxen come and deliver it right into the midst of a field, and as they come to view what's going on, they realize the ark has returned, and not only is the ark returned, but now there is these golden statues that the Lord has blessed us with, and it's kind of like we were talking about. There, sometimes you might feel as though you are in, are in the deepest, darkest valley, yet you are all alone, and you are despairing. And not know that this entire time God has been at work mm-hmm. doing some great thing that you may not even see, but you are going to see in the near future when He brings it all about, and you'll be able to step back at the tapestry of these, you know, of this of His story and say, "Oh wow, He was at work the whole time." Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> exactly. Meanwhile, yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, God is at work, even though you don't see it. Yeah. Which is true all the time with us. We have to live by faith and trust. When things are not going the way we want them to go, when things look bleak, when things look down, God is still at work. Mm-hmm. This is a story of great hope and encouragement for us. Waiting upon the Lord, even when all it seems like all evidence is pointing the other way, wait on the Lord. When, you're, when there's no feelings and you don't feel like that presence of God is with you, well, then now we, just, we, have, to, we have to be a people who not, don't live by sight, but live by faith. I may not feel it, and it may not even look like it, but God has not left you. God is at work, and we'll trust that we'll see it soon. You may not be old enough to remember a radio personality, Paul Harvey. The name sounds familiar. Okay, he had a radio program, a daily news radio program, where he would read the news 
for the day. It was on real popular on AM stations, and it was only sh- it wasn't real long. It may have only been five or ten minutes long. I don't remember, but he had this also little thing called the rest of the story, where he would tell the story of someone, like a background story or something, and it would be all a setup, and then at the very end he would reveal who this person was who would be someone famous in something they did. Mm. But you didn't know the backstory of how right. that person got there. It, right. It'd be so exciting to hear, oh. And then he goes, and then he would always end, and now you know the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. There is the rest of the story that we don't know about. And when we have the story complete, we can look back and see God at work right. all along. And once we see the rest of the story, it'll all make sense. Yeah, God's at work. And sometimes we get to see that in this lifetime, but I'm thinking mm-hmm. when we get to glory, yeah. there's going to be a lot of, oh, that's the rest of the story. Yeah. God, you're awesome. When Down here, we're kind of going, I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, all I'm, the, I'm at work. All you just those don't times, see it. All those times you were faithful and you didn't see immediate results. All those times you gave and don't know, you know what happened of after, of after you gave or you served, that will all be revealed. And, and especially this is hope, gives hope to those who see, feel like they have no hope. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about no hope. Yeah. Look how bad everything is. The story's not over. Yeah. God is writing a story parallel to this that you don't get to see yet. Yep. Maybe it's on the other side of the wall, but someday you're going to have a view where you're going to see what he did. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. Amen. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.